Wherefore art thou, red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth the wine fat? I have trotted the wine press alone, and no one is with me. I have drawn myself down within my anger, and trampled upon myself in my fury. Hence my blood has spattered my clothes, and I have stained my robe. For I have afforded myself a day of vengeance, and the year to redeem myself has come. And I looked around, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was no one who stood by me. Therefore my own arm must save me, and my fury upheld me. And I trod myself down in my rage, and made myself drunk in my fury, and I split my blood on the earth, for I took my misdeed upon my, myself so that God would be healed. Just as Christ said that he did not come to make peace, but brought the sword, so he whom Christ becomes complete will not give himself peace but a sword. He will rebel against himself, and the one will be turned against the other in him. He will also hate that which he loves in himself. He will castigate it in himself, mocked and given over to the torment of crucifixion, and no one will aid him or soothe his torment. Just as Christ was crucified between the two thieves, our lowest lies on the other side of our way. And just as thief went to hell and the other rose up to heaven, the lowest in us will be surrendered in two halves on the day of R. There are many graves and corpses in us, an evil stench of decomposition, just as Christ through the torment of sanctification and subjugated, subjugated the flesh. So the God of this, me, through the torment of sanctification, will be sub, subjugate the spirit. Just as Christ tormented the flesh through the spirit, the God of this, me, will torment the spirit through the flesh, for our spirit has become an impotent whore, a slave to words created by men and no longer the divine world itself. The lowest in you is a source of mercy. We take this sickness upon ourselves, the inability to find peace, the baseness and the contemptibility, so that the God can be healed and radiantly ascend purge of the decomposition of death and the mud of the underworld. The despicable prisoner will ascend to salvation, shining and wally healed. Is there a suffering that would be too great to want to, want to undergo for our God? You only see the one and do not notice the other. But when there is one, so there is also another, and that is the lowest in you. But the lowest in you is also the eye of the evil that stares at you and look at you coldly and sucks your light down into the dark abyss. Bless the hand that keeps you up there, the smallest humanity, the lowest living thing. Quite a few words prefer death, since Christ imposed bloody sacrifices, sacrifice on humanity. The renewed God will also not spare bloodshed. Carl Jung, Red Book, pages 229 and 300. You're probably wondering why I'm reading that, but that is going to be the topic of discussion in this particular episode where Isaac and I break down anger. And when I talk about anger, I'm specifically talking about myself, uh, where I have been dealing with a lot of concealed, repressed anger. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. And remember to rate, like, share, send a donation, do whatever you want to do because FAO is still teeny tiny. So any support that you guys give is much appreciated. As always, guys, stay far out. Bye.
back to the Far Out Wisdom Podcast. Um, Isaac is barely waking up. I'm fully awake. <laughs> so awake. No, he's not. He just we just had a conversation before this, like literally like five seconds ago. You said that you were just waking up and you're enjoying the life. Yeah, it's just me. No and, woman. Me and Barry or or give Barry to a dog sitter and just do what I want. Got gotta gotta enjoy it while it lasts. How long you been single, by the way? Um, a couple years. Yeah, you really enjoy it. You know, I never, I never was single. Every time, like, I, I get like out of a relationship, I end up in another one. I well, don't know. Is is that an issue? Mm-hmm. I think that's an issue. That's how I was, um, all of my life, ish. Well, most of my life, most of my adult life, and this time I was like, Mm-mm, I'm gonna, because like I know. It won't last forever. So I'm like, I'm just going to be like a crazy guy with books and a dog and eventually a podcast and <laughs> just do my thing. Like, and I don't I know, was I, like, was, I was, I was, I thought I would get back in the market, like, rawr, be a predator and everything uh, this year. Uh, but it's it's COVID year, so not the year to go out and be a predator on the dating market. You can even go out and prowl in Seattle, where he's at. By the way, he had a trip, um, yeah, to Seattle. Uh, I think it's like with my issue when I was dating, um, it was like one relationship relationship after the other. It, it wasn't toxic, by the way. Um, it wasn't uh, abusive or anything like that. It's just that I was. Um, I get bored really, really easily. See, the thing is, I don't mm. commit adultery. <laughs> don't. How boring. I don't do that I don't go either. Out cheat. I don't go out. And, look, I'm very loyal. So when, like, when I'm in a relationship, no matter it's if it's friends, I'm very loyal to my friends. I'm very loyal to um, the people that I'm in a relationship with. Um, I, sh- I, I, I shouldn't say people. Because it seems like I'm in an orgy, but what when it's when it's so what in- else would you say? <laughs> like, are, are you in like one of those Rick and Morty orgies that <laughs> includes giraffes and everything? <laughs> so, so okay, so the, the the topic that we're gonna be talking about today it's on anger, and so like yeah. I said, we're we're, we're gonna be I don't know about Isaac, but Isaac can. This is just me releasing my stress onto my friend. Uh, doing podcasts so you guys can kind of understand that you know I'm human too even though like I see I, I sound like I'm a very outgoing individual with everything's fucking working out but in reality it's just that I'm having a lot of anger and we the know person that I go to we know you're a train wreck it's okay <laughs> and the person that I go to is Isaac because of the fact that Isaac no youngin and all that stuff to try to understand integrate your shadow mm. so the other day <clears throat> I contact well the first time that I got into an argument with my spouse, Jeremy, I'm going to use his name. He he doesn't like it, but whatever. And uh, with me, when I become a- angry, uh, I'm, I'm very destructive with property. Oh, with, with property. <laughs> yeah. The best. <laughs> with objects. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm not going to destroy your car or anything like that, but I like to throw things when I'm angry. Mm. Um. And uh, so I can get a little bit feisty and it's in my nature as is because I've always been like that in my 20s. And like I said, when I was a lot younger, I was told to 
repress that rage because it's not attractive in little girls or young women. Mm. And you gotta, uh, you gotta find an outlet. Yeah. So th- I I don't know how to release it. So an outlet's really the right word, and, and release because it's it's like a, uh, a stored up dam, like like you store up uh, waterways kind of thing, and then eventually the dam breaks, and then destroy stuff but i'm sorry go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it's like wave like a little baby boons just, uh, just it's like a hurricane <laughs> just coming and attacking people but mm-hmm. the thing is is that when when i can even go back see i remember everything in in my life i know that's you know that's unbelievable unbelievable to some people they're like you know how do you know how do you store all this information in your brain um, with me, I remember everything. I remember the sensation. I remember who's who was there, and um, I was a very I has have social anxiety. So with social anxiety, I really don't like to be around a lot of people. Like with close contact with people that I, I I like, like I can be around Isaac. I have no problem being around Isaac. I have no problem being around you know certain people because I like to choose. But um, as a child, you know you you kind of. Uh, it really fucks you up when you don't have a lot of friends. I like to play alone majority of the time, but I had really good friends. But at the same time, I like to be kind of balanced in between the two. I'm, I'm more like an ambivert. And um, a lot of people like to step on my boundaries and limitation because the fact that I was a very quiet child. I was very um, academic. I, I performed really well academically. And um, a lot of people came to me to do their homework. And like I said, um, in previous podcast episode that I talked about, you know, I do homework so I won't get beat up because I grew around, grew up around a lot of gang members. That's your way to deal with the gang members is. Yeah. for Cause you know, like homework. you kind of, yeah, you kind of have to be in a gang uh, during that period of time. Really? I mean, not the necessarily. Yeah. So like I did, I did a lot of homework for, for people and um, you know, I want to be cool too, but I couldn't because I was like nerdy. But not in like a bad way where I, I kept myself because I did have friends too. And so um, trying to conceal that bad side within me has been going on for quite some time. I mean, when you're when you're a child, you don't know your uh, shadow self until you get a little bit older, until you become more conscious. So at, in my 20s, that's when I kind of have like a mental breakdown. I guess that's a, like a, a, an existential crisis, I guess a mm. lot of people will say. I think around like 18, I, when you come out of high school, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I became more aggressive. Um, I became more uh, attuned with my feelings, if that makes sense. So then I have a, a, a rebellious period. And so then the anger started happening mm-hmm. more and more because I like to keep it in. I don't like to take it out because that's in society, anger is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I start to notice that I'm into weird things. You weird know? things. <laughs> Everybody's into weird things. No, I okay. Okay, this is gonna get spicy. Oh okay. spicy. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed for the last couple of years that I I, I like to be dominated in bed, right? Mm. I well I'm not <laughs> what? I, I shouldn't say that to Isaac. I'm like, right? He's like, what? What? No. The, the, the thing is, is like, okay, so in our society with women, we have to be like an independent woman. I'm an independent woman. I should be, uh, I have a job. I, I, I have, 
work a nine to five job and I have I'm pregnant with fucking triplets and I'm still working, you know, like that's the society that we in, in the West of, you know, feminism, that's pretty much what they see as a strong woman. And so mm. <clears throat> I didn't have all that. And so that kind of added to the anger a little bit more. But then at the same time, you know, like I can really talk to my feminist friends about being dominated in bed by a male figure. You know what I mean? And so kept that in, that sexual repression in as well. And so I dated a lot of what you call cucks, right? And I just didn't like that. And so, you know, I did a thing where I tried to fit in with my feminist friends. And then with your feminist friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like when you're in college, I don't know, but um, do you went to university? Yeah. Like like I did. Oh yeah. And you you see like the the climate, the environment where, you know, the chick is like, I'm an independent woman. I'm an independent woman. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did a lot of these cucks and it just like I didn't like that. I like the total opposite. So like I said, the repression sexually starts to to happen as well. Mm -hmm. And then over the decades, things start to get really worse. The decades. You're not that old. I'm 32, but I'm talking about my 20s. Oh, a de- the de- decade, a decade, de- I shouldn't say decades. I said a decade, decade and a fraction of another decade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that happened. And now, you know, it's it's starting to leak out yeah. my gooey, my gooey inkling. My mm, It's good, coming out. Good for Jeremy. See, the thing is, he's not into all that. He's not going to walk in. When we recorded last time, he walked in in our conversation where I did talk about him not (laughs) exploring. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just wish you would get some whips and some chains and some uh, candles and some tiki torches and uh, (laughs) whatever other devices. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And so that it's 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 coming out. And but like like I said, it's. When you're angry, and there's articles written about anger that you can find for days, but I'm just so fucking sick of it. I'm so sick of therapy, going to therapy, and they're like, can you express your feeling? Is your inner child hurt? No, Aww. I just want to get fucking whipped in bed and choked. <laughs> well, that's part of it. That's that's a yeah. manifestation. That's, that's like your mythology. Uh, hmm. my mythology of getting choked and whipped. (laughs) uh, Well, that's that's your way to. Okay, uh, because the the fact is, yeah, sure, I'm I'm not in denial of that being a fact that you you do want those things, but here's here's the the reality. It let's say perhaps devil's advocate, uh, your husband is like, yeah. Uh, I got all these chains and all these uh, torture devices or <laughs> whatever. The, I don't know. The and, nipple torture devices. Yeah, all, the, all those <laughs> things. I was like, I'm going to dominate you. Uh, it'd be great, I'm sure. But uh, you, it's it's just another thing. You'd get, you'd get uh, tired of it after a little bit. So what's really going on is there are... Um, there's little uh, little hurts, little traumas, little complexes, and 
They don't allow you to express your full self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, because, okay, it's like in the archetypal landscape. Okay, uh, I was talking to uh, Dr. Lahab about this the other night as we we're recording my first in-person podcast. But the archetypal landscape, is, is, you could think of it as a map or just like the roadways or the waterways or whatever. Uh, but they have, um, they have all their, we'll, we'll call them roadways. And so on this like roadway of mental life, there gets to be um, blockages or like uh, closed down roads. And then eventually what happens is, and this is just like an evolutionary thing of the ego protecting itself from really maturation because it's uh, a painful process. And so what eventually what happens is, you know, you should be able to have all the roadways open so you could just like travel throughout the world or the universe or whatever. But you like box yourself into this little area uh, because you close down all the roadways. And what you do is you're like actually putting up monsters on those roadways, which are complexes, which is where the, the shadow actually comes from. The uh, Jung doesn't talk a lot about complexes. He does, but probably not. He doesn't even talk about the shadow a lot, um, but it's not because those are avoided issues. It's, but the thing is, is that nowadays people are talking about the shadow a lot because they're like, they get it and they see it and everything. But the thing is, that's just like a natural um, sort of occurrence. So when there's these complexes that are really like little monsters that block down these roadways, you know, just like in mythology, there's like a monster that blocks the bridge or the, uh, the passage or into the cave and everything. Um, so your a mind is full of all these little complexes. And once you get yourself trapped in these little areas, because everybody's life, mine, yours, Bob walking to the street, anybody, we have all these little, even if we haven't had like a majorly traumatic life, we've had like little traumas and we box yourself in. Um, and then we make a story as to my, I'm here because of this and my salvation would be this, whatever that might be. It might be like, if only the orange man were dead or if only, um, <laughs> you know, whatever, <laughs> if only I got dominated yeah. and if only I got this or if only I got that and those things are probably partially true. And so sure, go for it, you know, get, get your, uh, so, nipple torture devices yeah. on <laughs> get, get all that get, get boiled in wax or whatever that you can do <laughs> if you can do it safely don't get any scars or anything good for you uh but the, the the issue is and this is like normal everybody has these little like traumas that build up little complexes um those are uh, getting you into a unhealthy little place from all these little repressions and so then the the trick is to 
uh, overcome those. And there's a lot of different ways, but um, yeah, you've got to, you got to find outlets of uh, creativity and physical outlets. And there's other things in this therapy I, I'm working to develop here or, or helping with uh, Dr. Lahab and um, yeah, learn, like, of course, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know what's like an outlet that works for me. Oh, well, because, de- definitely podcasting, but you, you might also need yeah. some things that are more physical too. And not, not just in the, you know, nipple department, <laughs> but physical, like uh, even doing some kind of art or some kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, f- I think physical like, hobby. <clears throat> when I got into an argument with Jeremy the other day, okay. and uh, I, let's just say, I'm not going to get into specifics, but uh, a, something was destroyed that uh, it's very important to the house. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and, you ripped, you ripped uh, the toilet off. <laughs> And it was like, uh, it, it wasn't good per se what happened. It was the fact that uh, something that made him very angry and it made me very angry. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. And uh, it was destroyed. And he said that you need to go see a therapist because you have very bad anger issues. Mm-hmm. And you are bringing it out on us. So he's talking about my son and he's talking about my, uh, yeah, talking about him and my son. And uh, it's not Jeremy per se. Mm. It's it's a mixture of his in-laws. It's a mixture of my little tiny monsters blocking my way. But the thing is, I'm monsters. my little tiny little monsters blocking my way. And it's it's <clears throat> it's my frustration at bad at communicating, even if I'm I'm podcasting, for example, mm. I, I'm doing really well because I'm talking to somebody. But sometimes I get really frustrated when I don't read correctly. Sometimes, and um, I don't want to appear stupid. If that makes sense, I I know it sounds really silly. Uh, talk to the audience that you're like, oh, you don't sound stupid. It, well, that's what I deal with majority of the time because I didn't necessarily finish university. And I, I think majority of that stems from, you know, me being called stupid, even though like even though I excel academically, uh, my dad was very hard on us. Uh, he was very abusive verbally uh, and words can hurt. Right. Yeah. And so that's pretty much what he did. He was very aggressive towards us and he was, you know, pretty much dealing with his depression. And so it passed on to me. Now, anger is also a part of depression. And for someone who I got diagnosed with um, clinical depression, so that's the serious kind. Uh, it comes randomly with that. Uh, so I'm in the process of trying to get, uh, I think it's kenamite therapy. So they inject that into your system. What? And so, yeah, I think it's ketamine. Let me look it up. Yeah, ketamine. They're so going to give does, you special K? Special K. <laughs> Well, I have to. I mean, see, the thing is, um, <clears throat> a lot of people make the argument that depression and anxiety and anger and stuff like that comes from your genes as well. And you guys have to remember that my parents were in very serious shit before I was born. You know, they 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 escaped genocide, so mm. they they think it passed on to their offspring 
And the only person in my family that show, showed symptoms of mental problems is me and my my sister Renren, and that's pretty much it. Everybody else seems fine, but they do have like issue with high blood pressure and stuff like that. That's anger. And so in our household, it was normal to lash out on other people. Well, to me, that's not normal how I saw it because I told myself that I don't want to be this person. So I, like I said, I repress mm -hmm. it. And so the gooey stuff is starting to form. Yeah. The black is forming to a, a figure. Uh, and so the monster, um, it's not integrating properly within myself. It's starting to form its own being. It's own, if that makes sense. It's, it's a, a sub-personality or, or a complex that can sometimes uh, take over. Yeah. And so it's starting to uh, take over a little bit. But I feel more. Oh, sorry. See? <laughs> like, you'll never you'll never control me i'm the boss my, around here my little arm stand is is making a its own little person but yeah. the, the the so i'm i'm told by friends to experiment with magic mushrooms to experiment with ketamine and all all that good drug stuff to kind of battle my clinical depression now the therapist that i was seeing she didn't she didn't really necessarily recommend that she was she was more kind of pro pharmaceutical but when you hear dr peterson talk about, i was on benzodiazepine for about like a month or so oh. it made you feel good and i was like this doesn't feel right i was like this is, this doesn't yeah it was really fucking fucking me up i wasn't the same person like every time like i i'm on like pharmaceutical like mm. Zoloft and all that. You know, you remember that Zoloft, the little rock that was like bouncing, you was all depressed and yeah. commercial. And really, you feel like that. You were numb. And I didn't want to be on drugs to numb my shadow side, if that makes sense. Uh, mm. Because I was reading young before, when I was young, younger. Mm. And so <clears throat> I was like, you know, if I take pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical like Zoloft, antidepressant or benzodiazepine, I'm going to be suppressing that shadow side. What if I stop taking the, the the medication and then fucking I just start a revolution and a war? You know, I don't want that to happen. And so that's what I was like afraid of. And so when Dr. Peterson answered my question um, in like a live stream in April, he told me that it, it wasn't necessarily like let things go, but he was saying to forgive. And I felt that's, disgusted. Does that make sense? Like I, I shouldn't um, say that. I shouldn't no, say but that. The, well, that's normal. But the, uh, the that is the the right thing. It's like um, I was, <clears throat> excuse me. I was making a couple of posts on that recently. How um, one, if you hate a person, then you're robbing yourself of the healing that can come from addressing the real issue that's underneath that hate, uh, because people are just victims of of horrible ideas like yes there are bad people but really everybody's bad and everybody's good and so if you find a person whether that's uh the orange man or hitler or uh a pot or yeah or your dad or, or anybody then that's like yeah you know, i've had issues with my father but eventually i have to realize that uh, he is a victim of horrible ideas. And, and well, hmm. 
was your dad in your life or your mom was single? Both. Um, okay. <laughs> well, like, on, like, you're like on and off. Well, on yeah, and off. Like uh, one of those situations where it's like there at first and then not and then moved out of state, moved back. Uh, and then like alcoholism and mm. but not well, like the alcoholism where it's like check out on reality kind of thing and never it's not, it's not that toxic to the point where you're on Dr. Phil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more like the escape reality kind of alcoholism, right. right? Um, so yeah, but you you got to be able to forgive the person, even if they have no part in that forgiveness, even if they don't apologize or whatever. Uh, you know, there, there's that what is that famous sort of analogy i try to look it up one time but nobody really knows who's who like originally said it but it's like well you can say either bitterness or unforgiveness is like a poison that we swallow thinking that it will you know kill the person we hate but it's it's a poison it's killing ourselves right so the only way to deal with it is to uh stop taking the poison Stop taking the unforgiveness or the bitterness. And, mm-hmm. but yeah, so Dr. Peterson is right in that regard. Yeah, he was, he was talking about like forgiveness. That's what my dad did was a long time ago. Right. And um, <clears throat> even learning from that experience, um, I was very naive to assume that I am a, a fucking saint. Okay. I cuss a lot. Um, I'm very aggressive, but Isaac likes it. He thinks it's funny that I'm very tiny it's, and I'm very aggressive. It's entertaining. <laughs> like a little, little firecracker. <laughs> so like little kitten, you remember, um, that movie, I don't remember the Disney movie where, oh, the, the, it's, I think it's the last emperor or the emperor dance. I don't know. It's a Disney movie. And you remember she turned into like a cat and mm-hmm. she's like all evil. <laughs> That's me. Oh. Like I'm very tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I'm very aggressive at the same time. And I always, like, compare myself to, like, a chihuahua because the fact that I'm always fucking cold and everything's a threat. But that's what I learned from growing up because, uh, like I said, my parents – see, my my parents were very authoritative. My mom, not so much. My mom was pretty chill, but my dad dominated the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he made sure that we didn't really – do anything because he kept us inside the house not to the point where he like put put us in chains or anything (laughs) like that but we 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 weren't allowed to like go to like field trips we weren't allowed to go hang out with friends because of the fact that you know during the 90s Mm. uh cops were very was very popular popular you remember america's most wanted was popular too so it talks a lot about kidnapping and stuff so my parents were really scared of the united states of america Mm. because of the fact that these crazy psychotic kidnappers are are out there giving trying to lure kids into vans and shit like that the other the other tricky thing that that goes on there is okay it's just like how sometimes we can be a little bit overly introverted sort of or or it comes across as introversion or or shy (laughs) or something like that where we're like i don't want to go out because the world's scary and they might embarrass me or hurt me um the thing is when children are you know children with living with their parents um 
often what people don't realize is they are an extension of their parents. So they don't want to um, put their kids out there because that's their insecurity. So like if the kids get hurt, the parents get hurt. And if the kids get embarrassed, the parents get embarrassed. And so all those same things. So that's like an extension of, uh, you know, how the, the parents are feeling. And right. So that they like passed it on immediately to the children of like, right, locking them up, not not literally locking them up, but like not putting them out into the world as much because they don't want to put themselves out in the world or or they're they have that sort of apprehension because they don't want to get scared or or they're they're scared to be embarrassed or to be hurt or all those things. Yeah, and I'm gonna make it clear again: my parents did not lock me in a cage. Okay, oh they didn't. <laughs> I was well fed. All right. I was well fed. I was, I was, uh, I ate a lot. So, okay. Um, the, the, and I, I talked to my parents about this and I talked to my dad. My dad is a completely different person now. He's not the same person that we see. Uh, well, not we, not you and me, you like Isaac grew up around me. Not the same individual that was, you know, in his 30s. He was really angry, aggressive. He was a revolutionary, uh, fighter, a Mm. communist fighter. So, um, and lately I have been having a lot of dreams about war zones. Um, mm. even last night, for example, I had a dream about, um, so I, I had a dream about my friend, Samson Rachapi, and then I had my, uh, Eric Sawyer and these are male figures in pretty much in my, on my friend. So, um, I, we were on like this fucking freeway, like this, this free freeway. And it was just like, it's like deserted. Um, you know, like those, those doomsday movie. And Eric was driving the tank and Samson was right, right behind me. And I said, you know, Eric, drive towards that fucking building. So I got out the tank and I and like I said, I, I have very lucid dreams. So I was like, I can feel and smell everything. Wow. It, it just smell it just smells like um bullets and mm. um uh just you could just t- like feel the tension in the dream. Wow. And then I stuck my head out the tank and I said blow blow that fucking building it was like a two two we were like underneath a subway after that and there was like two towers like the like it looks like the twin tower and i called wow. an airstrike <laughs> and i called the airstrike i was like fucking shoot that building down and in the dream the building collapsed so you, i didn't get hurt you like 9-11 it <laughs> You knocked down the twin towers. It wasn't the twin towers though. It was like a different, completely different building. But I, I called an airstrike. But were there two towers? There were two towers, and it fell down. The, yeah, the two of them fell down. Yeah, two of them fell down. It, it exploded Oof. because I called the airstrike. Dang, it's so much like uh, symbolism. Yeah. yeah, and I called the airstrike. I called it the first time. I looked up at the sky and I go, "Bur!" Like you know, like when you play video game. I don't know about you guys. Like you play video game, but um. When you play Call of Duty, for example, you called an airstrike. And so I called the airstrike the first time. It didn't go through. So I looked up the sky and it was like really clear, sunny, sunny day. I'm talking about the dream, guys. People are like, what are you talking about? And like I called the airstrike the first time. Nothing happened. And I called the airstrike again. And then it, the mm. building fucking exploded. Like both of them just fell to the ground. And I felt it hit me. The air mm. hit me and stuff like that. But it didn't hurt me. You know what I mean? So it was like a revolution. I was in a revolution, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. 
there's so, so much was, there's so much symbolism there. You, yeah, you could. You've got to really write down your dreams because you could. Uh, what do you call it? I mean, that's like the the symbolism. It's like um, the, the 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 best parallel symbolism to that is Lord of the Rings. You you saw Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. You know that well. Be- so fucking long. Well, yeah, but it's <laughs> yeah. all about the the two towers, and the yeah. two towers are maybe the the best uh, known symbolism that we have, or that that I can think of. You know, that represents the sort of uh, the the bipolarity, and that we've got the the one tower that it starts off with, where it has like the good wizard Gandalf, right, and then that gets taken over by the other wizard that was like i guess at the beginning of the story he was a good wizard but he became a bad wizard and then so he took over the good pole and then after he did his thing there he went to the bad pole and then so then the the whole story is from is basically going from the good pole to the bad pole the sort of like where the white good wizard or the gray good wizard, whatever is at, and then going on that journey to uh, the dark pole with the eye at the top of it that sees everything. And uh, both, both towers got destroyed. That's why it was the tale right. of two towers. And that's essentially what you saw is the, that polarity of uh, probably the, your polarity got out of balance. So you have to kind of um, uh, let level things somehow get, get to sort of, um, I don't know what the word is, a a harmony rather than being out of balance. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it represents my good side and my bad side trying to take over. And I just oh. like fucking call the airstrike and just get rid of it. And Fuck so I've you, been feeling... <laughs> And so I've been feeling that lately where I just like, I, I just want to give up. I go, everything just like the anger is starting to get out of control. The depression is starting to get out of control. And so just blow the shit up. And um, I sent messages to both of them and they're like, uh, you know, we've been feeling the same way too about conflict, civil war, revolution. So maybe there's like a, a subconscious connection that I have with these two guys um, because they're they're so down for a revolution. Now I have been, you know, I'm going to be open where people are interested in me being a political figure, um, and you know what's going on with the culture war, because of the fact of my history and my ability to not only negotiate but my aggressiveness. It it's perfect for a little killer, right? And so they it, and I don't want to be around these people. I'm just going to make it clear because of the fact that they're not a good influence for me. Mm-hmm. And I know this. And so maybe my dream is telling me subconsciously that, you know, these these people are just going to be bad for you and you're just going to be you're, you're going to destroy yourself in the process of doing this. And I, I don't want to be in conflict. I don't want to get involved in pol- politics. Uh, I talk about politics, but I don't want to be an well, activist. The thing is, se, you've got you know? to you've got to what they're trying to do. And I don't I don't really know these people, but. Um, I know, um, what do you call it? Social patterns. And what they're trying to do is suck you into this madness, to this herd, to this. And I know there's good in it and there's good intentions and all those things. And they, and they're 
largely unconscious of what's going on. It's just part of this whole like uh, dynamic that's going on. Uh, so it's like a force that's trying to suck you in and then and assimilate you into it, really. Right. And uh, that's fine. They're not horrible people, but there's this uh, sort of pattern of consciousness that's causing problems. Uh, but uh, so you're and this is kind of the thing of life is you've got to either you either get sucked into to it or the only other option is to rise above it and you have to do so um, uh, meaningfully, ideally, because like otherwise the only other so the, the options are get sucked into one side or the other of these kind of like revolutions that go on, however real or imagined they might be. Right. Uh, or it's almost like there's a rise uh, below or a, a rise to do like nothing. So like a lot of people are just like, well, I'm just going to do my job, keep my head down, or I'm going to be a drunk or I'm going to be a stoner or whatever. They, they like get out of it that way. And that's probably what most people do, even if they just use like workaholicism or whatever to uh, numb themselves to these forces that pull on people. And the other option that I think you could do better, but it's just it's just going to be your constant um, thing that will you know drive you and all those things is you have to to like really rise above. So almost like a Nietzschean overmen of rise above the situation not get sucked in and then a lot of that will come through doing more podcasts and doing more creative things mm -hmm. i so, started to like paint with my naked body with your naked body <laughs> <laughs> you know like um i forgot who it was um <clears throat> i don't i think it was like lydia i don't know who who told me and they say you know like i took classes where you paint your body and then you you know stuck your fucking titties and yeah you know what the thing is is that i fucking hate and i hate i hate it is when somebody recommend i'm, I'm not saying you isaac mm. when they recommend me they they want to take me to their art class so i could express what? my feminine emotion and the beauty of Put being your titties out <laughs> being and, and make connection with mother earth and fairies and have sex in nature i hate that shit it really bothers the crap of me because look i'm gonna admit this is that like i said i'm very tough and the thing that i should have gotten into was fighting now i have never punched a person maybe my sisters but that doesn't count i have never beat the crap out of anybody and um, <clears throat> I think Joe Rogan does this where he he exercises and he does MMA to release that anger within that within him. That's why he's so chill when he he's podcasting because he's well that he's, aggression's gone. Well, no, it's it's uh, it's channeled because right. uh, there's there's other people that you you look at and like a lot of noob podcasters or a lot of people just don't know what they're doing in uh, similar situations. Uh, they're chill in a very boring way, <laughs> I guess. But with him, he's chill, but in a very, it's not like he's stopped being aggressive. It's that he's channeled it and he's directed it and he's gotten that energy under control. 
and that's what happens in like a a good martial art and it and it can it can be mma it can be yoga it can be um tai chi you know all, all those different kind of things uh because otherwise it's like you have this energy that wants to express itself physically and if you don't have a way to do it you kind of get into this like nuclear reactor that's having a meltdown <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm the little Fuku, what is it fukushami yeah, is that what it is that explode in japan the nuclear yeah i just i'm just gonna explode and i have been exploding for the last couple of years mm-hmm. with the birth of my son that really add to the aggressiveness because i'm not getting any sleep mm. as well you know what i mean and so i started to with, with with foul, uh, with the Fart Wisdom podcast, it was it started off as a blog. Because I've been working for two years with this little project that I have been going on. It's my way of releasing my stress as well because I start to write. But the thing is, even even though I had my articles published in very awesome sites, you know what I mean. Even though I did it, I still felt depressed. Like I didn't achieve anything, and I think it's my, my, my yearning to mm. accomplish something. Even though, like, I get paid for podcasting. I know you guys know know this, but we receive donation. I donate to Isaac's podcast. I donate to, you know, Connor and stuff like that because it's my way of giving back. But even then, I still feel empty inside. Like something well. that little, that little nuclear. Boone wants to come out and I don't know why. Well, I don't know how. It's it's a it's flow. Amazing. There's a flow that has to happen and then there's also a um uh, like it's like a personality that has to be built up and uh put into life, I guess, or or birthed almost uh because it's almost like how we often talk about this whole thing of like how um a person might like try to have the perfect everything. Oh, I've got a, I've got the perfect sure. job. I've got I've got the, the I've got this degree. I've got uh, the the perfect quote unquote friends. I've got the perfect uh Mercedes or whatever car that you might like. I've got the I've got the house or the penthouse and uh, I've got like 65 inch 85 inch OLED TV and all this stuff, but it's like but I'm not happy. What's going on? It's yeah. the it's the same thing with like, uh, <laughs> like the this spiritual madness that that people get into of like, I've done all this yoga and I've done all these arts and martial arts and I've done all this like da 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 of like, uh, uh, like went on to all these conferences and went to all this and this and this and this this, but what has to happen is, you as an individual or anyone as an in- individual, um. It's not about doing or getting. Uh, it's about uh, getting into your purpose, your flow, your calling, your um, becoming what you are. It's like um, uh, Ian McGilchrist had a quote. I can't think of off the top of my head, but it makes sense where it's like the, you, you don't want to have it's it's not about getting it's it's more like love and longing there's like a an attraction that that goes on as opposed to something that you just get because if you just get something then it's like great but 
the joy was in trying to get it. So then you just want to get something else and you want to get yeah. something else and you want to get something else. But what you can find is real sort of like joy and fulfillment comes from things that you love and long for, because then that's a, it's like a state of being rather than getting. So if you're always loving and longing for things that it's like, they sort of like give you that ability to like rise above and float above and fly above things as you are, um, uh, fulfilling what you're supposed to be doing, which is changing the world through changing culture, through far out wisdom and whatever else other like things that you want to you know be involved in and, and change the world that way, because then you are, uh, you're like an agent of transformation. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that makes sense or if that's too like Deepak Chopra. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally understand that. Like the, the thing is, is that um, a lot of these new age spiritual podcasts that I have been listening to, it's, it's, it's all like write your emotion and then burn it. <laughs> burn those emotions yeah. or drink some tea and detox so you can shit away those fucking negative energy or mm. hug yourself i'm not i'm not into all of that i'm just into like real shit you know what i mean I, well, I, i'm not interested in like the 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 value in that though and i know a lot of it is like floofy fluffy whatever but the value in it is to like okay you went to therapy for like 10 years and 10 years yeah Nothing wrong with that, but, um, and just like today, I'm thinking like when you're like talking about all these things in your past, cool, that that's uh, not, nothing wrong with that, but where the real healing comes in is when you can say, yeah, I've got maybe these things that are screwed up in my childhood, my past, my whatever, and sometimes I might meditate on those for healing and this and that, but uh, the real healing comes from doing the thing you know you're supposed to do. Uh, so in other words, like marching forward into the the future, even if it's like boldly going where no one has gone before. Did you just use a fucking Star Trek quote? Well, yeah, sort of, but it's that's not just from Star Trek. That's like, that's like an, uh, a thing that we all say about life throughout yeah. the millennia. You've got to, you know, venture into the unknown. That's where like the real healing is. But it's, um, it's a scary, adventurous process. But that's where the healing comes in. Is like so in the past, you might have these scary things, like oh, there was, you know, this or that horrible thing, childhood, whatever. Uh, but that what that kind of represents is the past was scary, hurtful, whatever. But also the future looks that way because it's the unknown. But as you confront the unknown by even doing your writing, doing podcasts, uh, maybe doing some of the things that you're interested in, then you transform the unknown into uh, the known, the explored territory. You're like slaying monsters just by like doing things that you're afraid to do. And you're transforming the, yourself and transforming the world at the same time. Mm. So, mm -hmm. and but, the, but the, part of that is leaving the past behind. Which yeah, is what they're kind of after with the, some of those things. 
and uh <clears throat> with with my therapy my my therapist was more kind of spiritual new age type of chick yeah she, she was like, like you know practicing burn some the, 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 the burning some sage she was like um she was not a witch doctor by the way uh but she was uh very hippie yeah. and um she wanted to see me for quite some time and she you know made everything very affordable probably you guys are like how do you like did boone afford to well i made it work and um i started to see her when i was in college and then um things start to kind of got really weird and i got really like annoyed at her uh and so but she said you know this is your way of standing up for yourself not against sounds her. like some counter transference going on too <laughs> not against her per se but i think she said that I, I i finally reached that point in my life that i'm starting to like express my feeling a little bit more um i lost a lot of friends this year I lost a lot of friends for the last couple of years. Actually. Oh, everybody did this year, though. Did, well, this, uh, <laughs> this a great year in that regard. Did you? Did you? Um, I, I don't know. You never really talk about this stuff. You never really talk about like, like I have never. Uh, we have mutual friends, mm -hmm. but I never seen like like April uh, Rose, who's on you know foul. She, we, her and Isaac. I did not know they were having a conversation with each other, but. Pretty much, I introduced you guys together, so now we're kind of have mutual friends. But I never seen friends that um, mm. that is away from our circle. Does that make sense? I go usually the people that we talk, we know, mm. we just know together, and you never really express that on your Facebook posts mm. that you lost friends. I think you're kind of like chill oh. about that in comparison. You know, um, I guess. But the way that I look at the world right now is that. Um, <laughs> So it's like, it's a strange world that we're in uh, 2020 because everybody wants to be like, come to some resolution, you know, mm -hmm. ju just like these people want to have revolutions. It's it's the same thing. It's a, like all these things that come out the, into the greater culture of like, yay, we overthrew the president. No, we overthrew <laughs> the election. No, we overthrew the election. Yeah. No, you cheated it. No, you stole it. No, we didn't. You did. Like all that stuff. It's It's from the individual internal coming out on the collective internal and then spilling out everywhere. And so when people are like, you're not my friend anymore. I, I hate you. I'm not dating you anymore. <laughs> like in a normal year, like even last year or, mm -hmm. or whatever, like, um, I don't know. May maybe it's because even just being a little bit older, um, where I remember vaguely, uh, 9-11 i remember right uh the, the i was 12 yeah, yeah and, I, I, and, 12. I, and i remember the i mean i just turned 18 that year that got that's why i'm like on the borderline of millennials and i mm -hmm. remember the um of course that was a very different uh you know and sometimes i think like even 9-11 if that were to happen in the internet era like the way that the internet is now it would be totally different because for the most part, like if you ask anybody else who's like about my age or older, that is you know, at least was an adult when that happened, there was much more of a coming together and actually we're still dealing with it, but it's, it's underground. Like it's been 19 years and we are still in Iraq, Afghanistan. And right. know, that's where Trump gets some credit, but some not is that, you know, he got in trouble. I think, what was it, a year or a couple of years ago where he moved 50 troops. There's still like, I don't know how many troops over there. A, a, 
a lot more than there should be. But he moved right. like 50 troops over like across the little desert or whatever. And like all these pol- political people are like, oh, no, all the Kurds and all these people, they're going to like fall apart without us. It's been 19 years. So that's and what it is that's in our psyche of um, we we had this attack and and i was i was really thinking of that when you were talking about uh you know the uh towers in your in your dream you know because that is when people saw that symbolism like a tower is not just a tower like objects are not just objects when we see it, it and you know, like like that's the thing that jordan peterson talks a lot about is like how a car is not just a car it's a car until it breaks down then it's this huge complex problem of life uh mm-hmm. same thing with things like a building or a house or a a body or a tower like when those when the towers go down i mean that is so 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 symbolic of so many things of like not just the symbolic like tale of two towers like um lord of the rings that came out like i think right after that but um the towers of like that represents our financial security and that probably gave a lot of the i don't know i'd I'd say permission or like energy to where we became very um aggressive in our financial markets leading up to uh crash the crash seven or eight years later um anyway so i say well and so with the with that it was like because we could turn it on an outward enemy, a non-America enemy, and like somebody in the Middle East of like, you know, find Osama bin Laden, find, uh, you know, all these like, now we got like Baghdadi or whatever, and all these like, right. let's get all these Al Qaeda members and all these things, and like, yeah, that's sure, that's great. We should like stop terrorism; it's evil. Um, but it was like this this outside thing, whereas now we've got this virus, which is sometimes when I call it the China virus or this or that and everything mm-hmm. and like say, oh, this group wanted to use it this way and this group wanted to use it this way. But it's it's like biology, just like if there's a hurricane or an earthquake or anything else, these things happen in the systems. And I don't know why that like if if it happens on on that level like a hurricane or or an earthquake then there's more of a coming together with that too just like with 911 there's more of a coming together uh so but so with this basically it's like a turning in on itself with what we're right. dealing with now in 2020 so all that to say how normally there would there was be a, a coming together but with this year well and with 2000 eight the financial crisis it was such a denial for a long time and then it's like what do we do now now that we've come to reality but with this one it is a everybody turning against themselves it's like they call it like a a coming civil war and it that's just it's bullshit on top of bullshit because what what it is is it's it's an internal civil, civil war and it's not properly organized enough to be a real civil war and and plus it just doesn't make sense in so many levels. I mean, there will be a lot more of the kind of stuff that we went through this year for at least the next year or two or five. We'll see. But anyway, right. so 
when people are like, I'm not your friend anymore, or I'm not going to date you anymore, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Like, there was a lot of that going on. But then it's like, uh, like, I think I I talked to you a little bit about how like, oh, some of the girls that I dated last year are like crawling out from under their rocks or, you know. I know. And even once... One yeah. sent me a friend request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So it's like people of all kinds, all kinds of friends are like, oh, I can't hang out because I don't want to kill babies or grandmas or or <laughs> I don't think it's safe or whatever. And now it's like people are wanting to hang out again. And I know, you know, I, I think like with with nine eleven, that mm-hmm. was the representation of the United States of America, the the falling of the Twin Towers right. and pretty much my dream that I had where I blew. Right. I, I actually, you know, not, now that I think about it, I was a fucking terrorist, I guess, in this dream. But, like, that's <clears throat> pretty much like the symbol of the United States of America. The United States of America was our richness, our powerful. And, and after 9-11, everybody started to be more panicky. That's when the Patriot yeah. start to come in and, and so it's Snowden, still around i can't believe yeah. that thing is still around which and, and is nobody, basically saying it's it's spy cool on me yeah spy, spy on, on everybody me. and i i feel like everybody's really confused i'm confused but 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 the whole conversation that we're trying to do is trying to say that collectively there's anger and individually there's anger so i'm dealing with my own anger as well and so it can turn uh, disgusting and well, well not disgusting it could turn it could turn ugly uh the thing is is that i refuse to feed into that little fukushima all right, right. Well, that, that little, you're the more little, mature person because most people are just well, unconscious of these things and then they're like i'm burning down the world and that's perfectly normal i'm gonna start a revolution so yeah. the the thing that saved me from controlling my anger even if i broke a window and i just became specific even if i broke a window that's better than me than breaking a thousand trillion billion windows in the united states of america (laughs) Uh, yeah better than burning down buildings or (laughs) leading a revolution or yeah uh well what and what's really going on there is it's it's not just about the physical things like you could like go on a looting place yeah yeah i replaced my window I yeah. Can't replace, uh, yeah, and the, you could go on a looting rage or, or riots, burn down physical buildings. We're not or, telling you to, by the way. <laughs> we're not telling you to, but I'm saying if you did, it's less about those physical buildings, uh, and it's more about what's going on inside of the people involved in it, and even those who watch it, even who those who watch it on, you know, on in the media, because it it as that as those things happens, it transforms uh the 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 consciousness of the individuals and anybody who is involved on any level so right it's it's an ongoing conscious uh, like like energy dynamic and it, like I, we were talking about the other day yeah and i i, I don't want to bring my my anger out to other people like i did to isaac not too long ago <laughs> um, he took he took the beating by the way he's just like you know, oh hey, yeah man. actually that's a good example of what i was just saying how <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's actually a great example. How sometimes people are like, Rah, "You're not my friend anymore," and I'm like, okay, "No, it's not so- that. I never, I never stopped being your friend. You have to remember that. I, ne- I, ne- okay. I didn't unfriend you. I was mad at you, but I, I didn't unfriend you. But okay. we got over it because we're fucking adults. 
Okay. And I and he called ones. me. He called me and he was like, Hey man, you know, I'm sorry about the disagreement that we have with each other. I apologize. And so I came back and I apologized too. And that's how friendship is supposed to work. Unfortunately, that doesn't exist in the real world nowadays. People just fucking unfriend each other for the hell of it. Yeah. Um <laughs> and so it happens. And so that I I it healed. And I I what I think what's going to happen is is that um either I let it consume me. Mm. I let the anchor consume me, or I let it teach me something in the process. Because if I don't, uh, I'm going to be ending up blowing that fucking building like I did in a dream. Mm. Um, and things are going to uh, not look good. And if at the my government's end, but- listening, <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not real terrorists. <laughs> We're just squishy teddy bears. That, <laughs> we're, that yeah, we're, we're loving, we're loving squishy, loving teddy bears. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that um, after the dream that I have about, you know, partaking in this revolution, um, I end up being in a mansion. Uh, and so you guys know that that um, mansions, homes and stuff like that is a representation of mm. your consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much a part of your brain. Um, and uh, I, I have always dreamed about like shitty houses, haunted houses, mm. uh, houses that was falling apart. Um, but this mansion that I was living in, um, very beautiful. Um, and so it, after the dream about the revolution, I felt a little bit better. And so my ex appeared in the dream. So my ex-boyfriend, Mauricio, is my first love. Mm. And he knows this. He's the one who who encouraged me to start a podcast, too. Uh, he was the one who recommended majority of the stuff that I have. And so that's my love for him. Um, is he the and- one that your mom thinks is gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with her on that. <laughs> and so if you guys, if Mauricio's, Mauricio's listening yeah. to this, um, I'm sorry. You're out of the closet, <laughs> even if you don't know it now. <laughs> and so he, he's not gay. Okay. He just, he's, he's well groomed. Okay. That's the only difference between my my current husband and my ex but i've i will always love Mauricio from the bottom of my heart i will always love that man because the fact that he he taught me so much about um being affectionate compassionate kind uh but it's not gonna work out because of the fact that he's just so sensitive uh because i'm aggressive i'm like i said i'm aggressive i i like i like my men who's very tough on me too why is it so sensitive honey (laughs) And so that's that's pretty much like the aggressiveness that I have. And so that's why I I always end up with someone who's very uh, dominant in nature. I would never date anybody younger than me because why would I take fucking a beating, fucking spanking for someone who's like fucking 25? You're like, like, no way. I would rather have an older man do that shit because it's more uh, subconsciously uh, Fordian type of thing better. So, but anyways, sure. Anyways, in the dream of the mansion, he appeared in my okay. dream. Yeah, so the, he appeared in my gay, dream. The gay ex boyfriend. <laughs> <clears throat> and so he appeared in my dream, and we had a, a good good uh, conversation in that dream, and then we had sex. So, in the dream, now mm. the sex is not me craving sex for him because let's admit it, Mauricio. All right, you are very bad at all that good stuff. All right. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's like it went personal. Be nice to gay people. <laughs> and so, but um, he was into he was into the conservative breeding, mating, I guess procedures. <laughs> yeah, it's called homosexuality. No, 
but he was he was not into the spanking. He was like into let's put on some saxophone music what? and some candles. See, and he's gotta like get in the mood and imagine it's a <laughs> we guy. Have to, we have to get him into the mood, babe. <laughs> we have to like make out and. <laughs> and so that's pretty much what he was into in the dream he was he sex was for music <laughs> he we had sex and so maybe it's it's me telling myself mm. that uh i need to um not masturbate i shouldn't say that what? it's me <laughs> this See, is the my, greatest dream ever so like my sex dreams Isaac, my sex dream is not necessarily me being horny, though. I'm not horny. I know. know I'm satisfied. It's me telling me something because, like I said, there's some aspects of of Mauricio that I really enjoyed, like his um, his big heart. He has a very big heart, (laughs) very loving and kind. And I look, I have a big heart, too. I'm very passionate. So when I start to do something, I'm I'm like fucking hard on it. Like like if if Isaac say, hey, man, you want to be like a part of the daily archetype? Can you help me work on this? If you, could you help me work on this? I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Woo, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. let's do it. And I will, I will like pour my heart and my energy into Isaac's project and my project and, you know, people that I care about in their project. Uh-huh. So, but with, with, with Mauricio, he was more like a, a female, like a feminine <laughs> type of energy mm-hmm. where he's like, let's love the animals. Let's pet the animals, you know, type of thing that annoys the fuck out of me. Let, let me get this out out into the air. He was very attractive, very attractive, very good looking man, the most sexiest man I ever dated. Okay, yeah, gay guys usually are. <laughs> and so, but the thing is, is maybe it's telling myself that maybe I need to kind of like bring out my, you know, compassionate side a little bit more. I'm not saying I'm not compassionate. Well, um, hmm. I'm not saying I'm not compassionate. I'm not kind. I'm not. Um, I just like the dirty stuff, and that's that's dirty what girl. I. You're so and dirty. That's, yeah, <laughs> and that's you know that's one of the reasons why he broke up with me because he was like, it's not natural for me to like fucking choke you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like apologizing about it the whole time, <laughs> like choke me, okay, but I'm sorry. Spank me, okay, but I really don't mean this. I, I would never want to hurt you as he's doing it. It's like a, it's like I. How can I? Hmm. I remember one time the conversation that we had. Uh, I, I'm gonna put this out there, and he's gonna like be embarrassed. But uh, <laughs> I remember one time he was like, he was like, uh, we were. I was like, okay, so I was 20, and he was he's five years older than me. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> he was like, how how babe, you're asking me, how can I degrade you and respect you at the same time? <laughs> See these these like polarities. It's like, and I'm like, you have to. I was like, I was like, you have to, babe. You have to like open my mouth to spit in there. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, I don't get it. I, he was like, I, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to spitting in people's mouth. <laughs> it's like, and so that's that's what I think it's happening to me right now because I'm mm. I'm letting the animal out a little bit more with Jeremy. He's fine with it, by the way. He's Good cool with him. it, but. But but he's but I, I I think it's maybe maybe Jeremy's like you know you know sometimes I'm a little bit tired I, I really don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to Chris Brown you today you know? <laughs> oh my god that's horrible <laughs> I was like I don't want to punch you today and it just like did I tell you, you know, my ex used to hang out with Chris Brown really oh are you talking god. about that that sexy chick that um. Yeah. I wanted By the to way, come. guys, audience, if you guys don't know this, Isaac 
even though he looks like a fucking nerd with his glasses and his beautiful, sexy, feminist haircut. My feminist those, haircut. Those beautiful blue eyes. He dates a lot of hot chicks and Not he turns lot. them crazy. And he turns them crazy, by I the just way. I bring out the worst in them. I don't turn they, them crazy. They eggs. turn crazy. And one fucking psycho sent me a friend request and I'm oh, not going to accept that shit. Okay, you don't have to go there. I don't want her to like, that's different. A whole other thing. <clears throat> He's cute though. She's cute. Mm, okay. But should I try to briefly tell my Chris Brown story? <laughs> I wanted to kill him. I was going to show up as man. And have a, a rocket launcher, and he was going to be dead. Okay, so you have to like backtrack it about your ex. You don't have mm. to tell her name, but why did you want it to Grand Theft Auto him? Oh, okay. So <laughs> this is the thing. So it, uh, that relationship was a little bit of the opposite. Well, not in the like I didn't want to spit in her mouth kind of way, <laughs> but I mean I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, she, so she was younger a bit and she was like still this like college party girl um and cl- and we're close to los angeles although she wanted to like she would actually go to los angeles now she actually lives in los angeles but that's a, another whatever but anyway she, so she would go to los angeles and party and for those who don't know the los angeles party scene is it's like a it's like a cocaine orgy. Like yeah. it, it, it really is. Like you go into any serious club and the there's like people with silver platters of lines of coke for the girls. And it's because the guys bought the coke for the girls because the girls then get horny and then want to uh, go home with them and all that stuff. And all, although the, the justification for it that almost works but instantly falls apart is that they want to stay up all night and so coco helps them do that and then yep. they want to um uh although sometimes they'll mix in adderall or replace it with adderall because it's safer they're mixing cocaine with adderall oh yeah 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 either well either they will do the addy bumps or they will mix the addy bumps you know with the the orange and the white together, or they will. Well, what I was trying to say originally there is that when everybody else is doing coke, they're like, "Hey, I'm cool with my Adderall." But the the, the point is just, which is very close to meth. But the whole point is to stay up all night so they can keep partying. So anyway, right. This is Chris Brown's ploy. Is yeah, I don't know how much he'll be at these sort of parties uh or he'll just send his sort of like henchmen and you can read about this like all over the internet it happens all the time i don't know about in, in this year but this was a couple years ago where but where he would my, my 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 older sister who is an attractive woman she mm-hmm. had a little run in with him when he was getting started years ago but nothing really happened they just kind of like man it's weird but anyway so in um so this is a couple years ago he has this ploy or this game where basically all that he does is he has his sort of like i don't know what you would call him, a manager not a manager like somebody who works for him and then the, this people that works for him is like hey chris brown 
is having people over to his place for an after party and it's right. starting anytime you want to get in this van or whatever i don't know if they right. or if they drive or they follow us over to this mansion or whatever so um but this is the thing when you get to chris brown's mansion like my ex did with her girlfriends then right. it is um uh, you've got to and you know usually she she would be fine with her girls or whatever they're just having fun but of course that's part of the reason that it didn't work out with us but usually it was cool and fun and they're just being silly girls not doing anything too crazy but they get sucked into chris brown's uh rape layer as i like to call it right and it is that because he like has girls that are just like living there and they come in and out and uh that, all, that's all, a lot of always defeat <laughs> yeah always on drugs and so the the ploy is gets him over and basically he's trying to like turn it into some kind of a like three-way four-way five-way with however many girls are there right uh, and he does it all the time. Like so many girls have come forward with these stories to tell like this, the same exact story of like Matt a party, get invited to Chris Brown's place. Cause he wants to have an after party or show off some like single he's getting ready to release or him recording in his studio at home or whatever. Anyway, tries to basically seduce these people tries to, but the big thing is, and what really makes it like a rape jail, like I, I would call it, is because um, he's like all like, it's one thing to be like, I'm private because I don't want my, you know, intellectual property out there. But so as soon as you get there, you've got to turn in your phone. And so it's like you, you've got no contact with the outside world. And right. Because normally, so like if you go to like a normal house party or like a normal get together, if it's getting weird or you're like, eh, I don't know, I'm uncomfortable with this. You either walk out, you go to your car or you start like texting or call an Uber or whatever. Right. But I don't even know how you can get out or they have to like escort you out, you know, through this like layer or whatever, this castle. Um and you can't like call anybody to like come you can't send your location you can't because they have to turn off the phone you can't do any of that you're just in rape jail right um so that was so there was yeah what so that was one night where he was trying to and he's like churn it he's like putting these girls like showing them all over his place uh, showing them porn like here, mm -hmm. like just touch, touch my dick through my pants, you know, all this stuff yeah. to like, and this isn't like TMZ exclusive. Cause he has done this so many times. It's like a total, I don't know if it's because of the race card or it's like, Oh, he's like, um, America's, uh, what do you call it? Disney channel sweetheart. Cause he, I guess he started out on Disney channel 10 or 20 years ago. I don't know. Right. Uh, but he like more than Bill Cosby or anybody, he should be in jail forever because he has done this so many times where now he didn't 
do anything that I know of or that I heard of that's like in that rape category, but it's like so close to where it's like you lock a girl up, take away all of her communication with the outside world. And of course they're drunk, probably on some kind of drugs and make them feel really vulnerable and really like talking to them the whole time. Like, Oh, this girl over there, she like fucked me the night. Like ask her how good my dick is. Like, Oh, it's great. Isn't it? And so that's like, going on the whole night and well actually now the first time that she went with her friends she was just kind of like okay this is cool but it's like super fucking weird let's go but and so like my girl ex-girlfriend girlfriend that we were like doing well at the time she's like this is cool but fucked up i gotta go and then the other girl that was like more single and like into it was kind of like, yeah, but it's so fun. We're cool hanging out with like Chris Brown at this mansion. And then like the third girl was kind of like more fucked up, like, oh, yeah, like I'm into it. Uh. Anyway, so the third girl like uh, stayed behind. But that's why they were there like all night is because one of them didn't want to go. The other one did. Um, anyway, the third girl became like she was like fucking Chris Brown for a while. But right. Um, well, like that night and like a couple other nights, but it became this thing where now her group of friends want to like hang out with Chris Brown in his rape jail. Right. So the, nothing really happened between her and Chris Brown per se of like anything physical that I know of. However, the reason I wanted to um, go kamikaze missile launcher, blow down his twin towers and everything else is because <laughs> yeah. he has he has this rape prison that's probably still going. And it's all over the Internet as far as how many girls have come forward and said, yep, that's what he does. Every single chance he gets like on a regular basis, almost constantly. And I don't know how it's just like one of those things where like we're okay with certain things like oh yeah human trafficking every day or uh you know uh all these horrible things in the world that we let pass and and it's just like yeah chris brown has a rape jail and everybody knows about it um it's like it's because the fact that he's 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 famous and that he gets mm, away with it uh it could be like the race card um yeah I'm I'm disgusted about you know things like that. I'm not um, like if Tim Pool has a rape mansion, you know. The, I would, yeah, like, like, sign me up. <laughs> He's like, <clears throat> you know, it's on like my really... way. Where's location. <laughs> he lives up in the mountains. Yeah, just, Tim Pool. If you have a, just if you have don't a rape mansion, your hat ever. <laughs> or your if you glasses. have a beanie mansion, I don't think he's like that. Mansion. By the way. I, you know, I shouldn't say I shouldn't do that because my best friend is Lydia. She works for him. So she might. Oh. Tell him. <laughs> uh, he might tell him, but um, I'm sure he gets his offers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he gets his offers, and I'm pretty sure a lot of women are are like on him. You know, like the thing is, I was like, I don't get like, I don't get um celebrity crush or anything like that like even i have a story that i want to like fucking fight to tequila you know what i mean it's just like oh, yeah, online yeah. yeah so it's just like <clears throat> our you know talk about chris brown and mm. his little rape rape mansion jail. it's huge 
His rape you can mansion. See you can is, see it from space. His rape mansion. It's like all the anger that you know mm-hmm. in, in relation to the anger part. It's just like everything is concealed until everything pops up. Mm-hmm. Um, not just his. You know, I'm pretty sure he's going to be held accountable for it. I hope so. Um, he's going to be held accountable for it. And so, same thing with I mean, me has, and my he's anger. Had so many cases that where it's like, because it's not like exactly rape it's like on that borderline is i guess how he's technically gotten away with it but so many girls are like i was really uncomfortable with that and i was really like wanted to go and he wouldn't let me leave and then uh sometimes they ended up having sex and then he and then of course they regret it because it wasn't like oh he held me down but it was just like uh put me in a very uncomfortable situation and wore me down and normally i would have left but I couldn't mm-hmm. because I didn't have my phone and you know, the, you, you can find like, I don't know how many stories that have been come out like that in court and the internet and how he's beating them. Uh, right. I, it's cause the, what I think what's happening too, is that if you define something like this is rape or this is murder or this is whatever, but you find a, it's, it's almost like, okay, you, we say like murder is absolutely wrong. So, Instead, you get people, you get murderers that what they do is they get people to kill themselves. Right. It's it's like the same thing with, um, okay, we have defined exactly what rape is. And we have said, okay, rape is completely wrong. So what some people are going to do then, and this is an example of it, is they say, okay, since I know exactly what it is and it's completely unacceptable, I'm going to go right to the border of it without technically going over that line but and actually do it but not technically do it so i'm getting away with like one of the top three things that you're never supposed to get away with because mm. yeah that's what it anyway i don't i don't know how we got on the, the, the chris brown <laughs> because i we were, we're talking about like uh don't chris brown me because he was very abusive and then isaac and his you know beautiful rant that <laughs> well the, the, that's that's the thing is that okay when you mention that it's because chris brown for me because of that like i i really wanted to burn down his mansion for a while <laughs> um, and I probably still do. Maybe that's like one of my little repressions. I don't. I don't know how to like. It's like <clears throat> I'm just so fucking angry with these mansion. You know, it's it's like um. It's 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 all. Even though like it sounds like you know a, a rat, it's a connection, uh, and that's what we're both good at is making connection with the entire topic well and it, and it gives me that feeling when somebody says chris brown it's like i want to uh burn burn down the twin tower not not the twin towers but almost like your dream like i, I connect with yeah. that dream sort of or it's like want to level the poles or the the opposite towers and okay and to get to your dream though uh which was actually uh, very symbolic too is you're you're in that complete place of the mansion. Uh, don't get me started on mansions again. <laughs> <laughs> so and, I, and you have to remember, after the revolution dream, I was in a mansion with yeah, my yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. So you're in this mansion, and um, what a lot of people don't realize, and you, uh, everybody, I'm gonna do like a deep dive into the you you quoted the 
book, Eric Neumann's Origins and History Consciousness, last time, and I do that a lot in my group. Uh, but they make he makes so many symbolic mythological things more uh, make sense, and especially right. in that I, he doesn't say it exactly directly, but um, sex. I think Carl Jung does sometimes, but sex dreams aren't necessarily about sex. They're right. about the symbolism of opposite forces, which are, you know, these masculine and feminine things. And they do the dance. Mm. They make a little love, get down tonight, bow, bow, chicka, bow, now. And then it, 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 it's like sex is this strange thing where it's like, um, it's like always underneath the surface just for like a minute of pleasure but it's not about that minute of pleasure it's about the wind up and the build up of the opposite forces do the dance make a little love and then there is that coming together of really what happens on a couple levels there's like a spiritual slash biological thing that happens where you're like actually your your basal ganglia and your brains align during that time and not just sex but also during spending time together netflixing and chilling and uh and cuddling and spooning and all that stuff it like lines up it lines up the the brain chemistry uh and so what you then become is you become your own like a two become one and then so consciously the metaphor is opposite forces unite into one force uh but then also there is then a new birth that comes out of that, whether that's yeah, an a, idea baby, an idea baby or a spiritual type baby or, or a, a monster re- baby, a monster baby revolution, <laughs> all, all these re- different, different kind of revolution things. baby with a bazooka. <laughs> yeah. B- bazooka revolution baby. <laughs> oh my God. It's like his pacifier is like, ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got all like a ram- uh, Rambo bandana. He's like, yeah. Yeah, so shooting um, fifty calibers. <laughs> so the, the the topic of anger is yes. is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and I hope you guys take the time out of your day to kind of understand where your root of your anger is coming from. Mine it's pretty general. Mine's um, Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and so um think about your anger. Uh, make sure that um you release it and I, I release it in a very unhealthy way and um a lot, a lot of uh, of things that I should. Um, it's avoidable. You can prevent it. Uh, so I don't know. Go fucking paint. Go smoke some weed. Inject yourself with with fucking. Yeah. Don't don't K, let it. So, okay. Don't no. Don't, <laughs> don't. Oh my god. Don't start giving people special K prescriptions. Which that's another thing that that like these people are addicted to in LA. It's like the, oh. that's like the highest level or one of the highest level before you like just become a zombie is they start like I don't know mm. if they're snorting it or injecting it on like the party drug scene of special K. I know. I mean it's like LA is is just drained. I mean California is just oh like my God. drain. It's, Gone. It's a fucking mess. It's a mess. So um it, it's starting to come out. Um, mm, yeah, a lot yeah. of these Un, like this uh, unconscious collective rage mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it started to like resurface and um, 
don't be like Isaac trying to like burn fucking Chris Brown's mansion to repress anger. Oh, I, I didn't do it. any of that. Although, <laughs> like, although that's probably something that led to, uh, like I I don't know if the story that I told you before this is like what led into us talking about this. I know we're wrapping it up, but I mean that See, he knows me. He knows me really well. Well, Isaac that knows me. <laughs> well, that like that thing it was like a, a repression because i couldn't actually or maybe i should have but i didn't actually or she told me not to because i told her like i want to speak to this man i want to <laughs> isaac's being like the typical, rip his head off the I, typical cute white boy who's like i need to have a word with you mr brown yes mr brown <laughs> Race cards aside, I'm ripping your head <laughs> off for all the rapes you've done. <laughs> and but so um, that was like repressed and stored up. So it led to some other fights that led to us not being together, including, uh, you know, the one where she tried to stab me and then she had to take anger management classes, which I ended up taking for her online. And that's how I know so much about anger and managing it. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is where Isaac comes in. He's going to try to uh, help me control uh, this little demon inside me that wants to come out and play. Uh, and like I said, you know, playing um, so good. Try to, you know, don't, don't be ashamed of being an, an angry. Uh, it's, it's just a part of, of, of life. And, you know, I was, guilty. I was, I was guilty for quite some time. What happened between my relationship with Jeremy and kind of destroyed the window. Uh, I'm replacing it by the way. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's my punishment. That's going to happen. Uh, but, um, I hope that uh, you guys do the same thing. Yes. Even if you have to write it down and then work from there, or you can, you know, come on the podcast. And podcast. Talk- <laughs> Want to come on our podcast and talk about some crazy things? <laughs> Release some aggression. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this conversation and Isaac being, you know, waking up and then podcasting right away. So that's really cool of him to do so. So, uh, guys, as always, stay far out. They are table. Say archetypal. He see see so twins. We're, we're morphing. Yes, the, morphing. The wisdom and, podcast in the day archetypal. And don't be afraid of ghosts until you get to know them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bye.